You're listening to Hayes Radio Network, Cannabis Lifestyle Radio. I came to, like, I literally came to LA like a week ago and it was snowing. I got, like, I was scared I was gonna get stuck in the snow. Like, literally, I couldn't see no visibility, couldn't see anything. It was, it was pretty wild. Yeah. Um, as a non native person living in LA, um, I've been living in, uh, the past decade up in Humboldt uh, in Arcata, California, like a, uh, maybe less than a mile away from the beach. So it rains and it's cold, like, all the time. Like, it never gets above 60 degrees up in Arcata, California, like, hardly ever. So when moving down here, I'm like, I moved down here and it was 108 degrees like that week and I almost yeah. died. Like there was times where I just like walked over to the pool and just like head dove into the pool because I was about to black out and just like, you know, <laughs> the cool water revived me. Um, but you know, with all this rain, it's just crazy down here. It's like when it does rain, I don't call the roads. Don't no, I know. It is. It's not drive so slippery. It's just as bad in Vegas. Like in Vegas, it's crazy when it's like when the weather's all all wonky. Yeah. Yeah, but we need that rain over there. Okay. Yeah, we need it. I mean, most of the reservoirs are pretty much full. Uh, Oroville Dam started opening up to the spillway, so that's now releasing. There's a couple other dams that are opening up. Uh, I don't think that Shasta is 100% yet, but a lot of the other reservoirs, I think that like uh, Whiskey Town, I think the Whiskey Town is about to go and uh, go over the spillway. So I'm curious where the Hoover Dam is, because like literally like months prior up to all this weather change, you're like. Oh, the Hoover Dam's gonna dry up. Oh, there's no more water. Oh, Vegas. Oh, oh I mean, oh, it basically did dry up, and you can see the levels each yeah. year. Yeah, but that's that's coming. I mean, there's still a snowpack. It still hasn't thawed out yet. So it depends on how like they're. The, the great thing about getting so much rain is that the drought is pretty much almost over. There's like a very small place that's like right up on the Oregon-California border that's like pretty east that's like just still severe, but every place else is like pretty much now normal with the, with the drought. Um, so that's great. The bad part about that is that there's going to be a lot of undergrowth sure. of all the planet life because of how much rain that there's been. So like maybe not this year, fire season might not be that bad, but next year, if it gets dry and really hot it could that's a lot of fuel for fires so, so control burns though so if so, they're doing control yeah. that the, you know there's different yeah. ways of being able to you know help out for example yeah. well, that's not my TV. career i sell weed <laughs> <laughs> i am concerned about other fire <laughs> and whether are you going to be able to find that fire this year? And with uh, the drought right now, yeah, I can't it's, 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 it's pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I think we should take a hit, guys. We're talking about fire and everything like that, start yeah. getting hot off right. Yeah. What do you guys want to smoke? I don't know. I got some pre rolls over here, but I mean, you brought a little something earlier that I'm curious about. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So this is a, a new. Uh, company that uh, they've been out in a couple different locations, but it's called Space Rocks. Yeah. So it's a indoor flower. Uh, take a nug, boys. Ooh. 
So it's indoor flour that's been coated with a, um, a liquid THCA product. Um, and then they put uh, THCA powder and a coating on the outside. So it is, uh, the terpenes will actually coat the outside of the flour, so it'll preserve the terpenes and the flour inside of it. Um, so it's a really unique process on how it's coated, but it's also like antimicrobial, that there's certain benefits of having those, there's certain terpenes that you're putting on there to be able to help protect that flour and be able to preserve it. So the nice thing about this is some people will compare it to space rocks. I don't think you can be able to see on the camera here and zoom in, but um, uh, people will compare it to moon rocks. And moon right. rocks is with like distillate with hash or key yeah, or something yeah, that's been going around the outside. And a lot of people would put really inferior product in there. Um, I know because I sold starting material back in 2015 <laughs> days to those companies and what they were using, and it was shit. There are certain times when my guys, you can't. We'll be fine. So, but you know, it's now with like people have caught on to that, and then there's some people that are kind of turned away from moon rocks. Also, with moon rocks, you can't put them to your grinder. They have flare ups when you roll it into your joints, and it doesn't burn right. It clogs up the joint. Um, it's gooey sometimes yeah, when you're breaking totally. apart the, the sticks well, yeah, the more than your finger. Yeah. So it's just a not as desirable product. Um, there's some you know user difficulties with it. But with this, it's dry. You can put it into your grinder, you can break it up, um, and it will get you stoked. <laughs> uh, where's the bond? Well, we got bonds, bonds everywhere. We got the, the new Das Boot monthly piece right there, or we have the XL here if you want to get the XL to go. Yeah, I'm a big boy. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I'm a big big boy. A big boot. There you go, Angel. I have a pipe over here if you want to get that one to go, or you yeah. got the the regular. You want a pipe? Pipe. You got it. Oh, that's one of my regular ones. You do the regular? Yeah. Would you want to get booted together? <laughs> let's, get, let's get booted. Man, this is a freshie, too. Ooh, yeah. Right out of the box. Right out of the Which box. Is it? It's like so this Christmas. is our, Sh our Sherlock piece. It's actually our first Sherlock with Hemper. Uh, we started a new like hand pipe box, monthly box, basically. So it's a new option. So we have the XL, the regular, and now the uh, hand pipe one. Cool. Yeah. Well, the Sherlock pipe is a mystery to me because it's wrapped up. Oh, no. This one is brand new, fresh out the box. You know, we got to make sure we get the piece to you. Indesirable conditions. I know. Right. Safety, safety first. Safety first. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Some customers are like, you know, my bond broke this broke. I'm like, we're trying our best. Like, literally, we, we spend so much time trying to figure out, okay, how do we wrap this piece? <laughs> how do you make sure it gets to our customers? And then they, they get mad at us and we're like, dog, like, have you seen the UPS guy, the USPS guy dropping that shit off? Like, just, just look up, like, USPS mistake drop. Like, they're tossing shit, they're throwing it at walls. Like, you just can't, like, we literally had a customer. ball with it. Oh, I see the ones in it. We had a customer send us the ring video of their box getting dropped off. We literally had to, we literally sent a guy, like, literally a year's worth of supply because of that. That was so fucked up. What happened? No, the USPS guy literally came up to the door and just tossed the fucking thing at the door. <laughs> and he sent us the video. Like, his package literally arrived that day. There's a timestamp on the ring thing. Like, I was like, I knew it wasn't, like, he wasn't bullshitting. He was like, dude, that's fucked up. Like, I haven't gotten anything delivered to my door in forever, man, because I just moved to a new place, and they still can't fucking find the address, so I get random people shit, 
all the time. I don't get my stuff ever delivered Ooh. to me, so I give up. Oh, that's nice. Look at that Sherlock. That's, that's, yeah. that's, you see that? That's pretty. I like that. See that? This is one of my favorite pieces out of the whole collection, to be honest. Mm -hmm. I love hand pipes a lot. I mean, obviously the bong, but, you know, the nostalgia of having, like, a classic Sherlock is kind of, like, you know, brings you back to high school. Yeah, so one thing that you guys were telling me, one thing that I just like realized with oh. your uh, the Hemper program with getting on different farms and whatnot, is that I am so accident prone, and I've got these tile floors, yeah. and like I'll I will go and buy a piece, and then it'll fall over, it'll break, and usually I'll, like normal bongs like that I'm actually using consistently. That's not yeah. like a showpiece that's on my shelf. I'll have it for like maybe a month. Like, cause yeah. I got three French Bulldogs, they're running all over the house, they're yeah. jumping around, knocking that shit over. You know, it's a pain in the ass. So this is my normal travel piece. If you look at it, it is a girthy boy. Yeah, it is, that is it. difficult to oh, break man. because that I drop it weight. all the time. But I'm just realizing, yeah. you know what, the, the heavy program, I'm trying to say, but at least there's like a lot of different pipes. So if one does, you know, happen to fall over, I mean, there's a lot of options. Unfortunate end to its, you know, yeah. end, uh, to its life, you know, by a Frenchie. And you're gonna get a new one next month, anyway. I'm gonna get another one next month. They just keep coming. That's yeah. the great thing yeah, about yeah. Bonds in the Month Club. That's great. You should give this one a try if you haven't tried it yet. Oh yeah. What do you think of the XL though? I I like it. It's a lot of air. There's it's a, a lot. lot of there's air. a lot of. It's a lot of air movement here. Let me hit this one. Yeah, I know. I was not ready. And also with this chair, I think I need to stand up when doing it. You know, like when doing a gravity bong, you yeah. really need to like yeah. get your lungs about you to like yeah. take a good rip. Yeah. Yeah, I just need to. <laughs> it's posture. I was yeah. not in perfect smoking posture. <laughs> yeah. I've seen a lot of uh, chugs out of the booth this month, though, too, which is oh, pretty yeah. cool. Oh, yeah. People are just having beer and chugging yeah. after. Those are those. Yeah. I can't do that. I, I can't. I can't drink no. something immediately. After. I mean, I called it that for sure. But it's probably even a better experience if you drink it that way too. I mean, I remember right when we launched it and we went live with it. We do a live giveaway every Friday. Dude, that hits. What was that? That was yours. That was not. That was a space rock. Makes sense. That's why I'm crying. <laughs> no, yeah, that was very tasty too, and way better, I think, than. Yeah, yeah, it, or it just leaves with the, with the process of using it. For sure, for sure. Don't, oh, boy. <laughs> That's good, man. That's good. Uh-huh. Angel's first time ripping the Sherlock. Just because to... Not bad. It definitely reminds me of, like, a college piece. For sure. Oh, yeah, because I can yeah, well, at fucking least bad. Like, you can't fucking... Well, just because it looks like an alma mater, like, with the... Oh, yeah, the, oh, the, 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 the coat of arms yeah, on there yeah, with yeah, the crest. So, I was like, here's a man, I feel like she should put on a kilt. The original concept. <laughs> so, so you'll notice that the design on this handpipe and that... So this is going to be really limited, uh, right? Yeah. This is a the super, LTV. like, if you got one of these hand pipes with the coat of arms on it, understand you're getting a very exclusive, like, limited 200-unit run of just these. For the hand pipes? For the hand pipes. Oh, because oh, shit. The new design is the one that's on the boot right there. Is this the hamper coat of arms? Yep. Ooh. Oh, they are different. Dude, how long have we had this piece now? What's today? Wait, that is a 25th. For 25 days of smoking out of these pieces, I have not noticed you that. You've not noticed that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on, man. All right, what do you have on your coat of arms? Oh, I'm totally. Because like, I have a coat of arms tattoo of my family yeah. on my arm, on my leg. 
Um, I'm, I'm Irish, Scottish, Norwegian, German, English, oh, so I'm big on both. Scottish <laughs> and Irish families. But that is pretty dope. You got your marijuana leaf. You got your your head shield. I like it. It seems to be more filigree around the sides uh -huh. and everything. Yeah. I have a jagged weed leaf on the filigree. Oh, it is. It's bent. Yeah. That's cool. Man, oh, shout out like to product it. dev over there. Good yeah. job, guys. <laughs> <laughs> they did pretty good. <laughs> yeah, they crushed this one. Yeah, that, that's really good. Oh, I should smoke more weed. Yeah, man. Yeah, don't. Don't Spark a joint just so that you have something going the whole time. <laughs> you need to have that. The other day, I had three blunts in my hand. And it was one, two, and three. I took a picture of it. It was pretty incredible. I was I. There was a circle with like eight guys, and how, somehow they all ended up on me. Maybe that's not me admitting that I'm a slow smoker. Just <laughs> <laughs> Are you the top smoker? Like, no. you're smoking the joint? Like, no, I just smoked <coughs> a lot of weed, and everybody else fell out of the circle, and then all the blunts just caught up to me because everybody else fell out. So then there was only, like, two people in the circle, yeah. and it was just me and this one other guy, and I'm like, dude, this is, there, we got three blunts for two people. Like, I've this is too much. <laughs> <laughs> like, everyone always gives up. I'm like, no, I'm trying to smoke a joint. It's the opposite of 99 bottles of beer on the wall. Yeah. It's like, that's actually challenge accepted. No, yeah, we need yeah, to recreate that. that. Yeah, that needs to happen. Oh, that was wow. just a that was a lightning strike in the bottle right there. That needs to be a competition somehow. For yeah. sure. Uh, or at least ninety nine bottles of blood ninety nine bloods in the in the bottle ninety nine bloods in the bottle. And then uh, on the wall. On it's the wall. Still has to be on the wall. Yeah. I mean, then it on the wall. Yeah. And just all light them up. Yeah. Just have yeah. the challenge. <laughs> yeah. 24 <laughs> hours. <laughs> oh, challenge. Did I do? I don't know. 99? In a day? In a day. So easy. Solo? Easy. Uh, easy. Okay. easy. I'd fall asleep. Easy. Nah. I, I can do a lot. I mean, it depends on how big your blunt is. If you're rolling some swishers that are like, no, like 1.5, 2.5. Like uh, 1.5, yeah. okay. Because I roll my blunts with like a 3.5, 4, maybe 5. Like right. I put a lot okay, of weed in my blunts. They're my See, gorilla you're fingers. The, you're the grower, though. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why I don't like. I yeah. 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 Like, 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 just, yeah, he's got a grower's blunt. Yeah, well, when I was back up in Humboldt and I was brokering weed, I would have people coming in all like into my house a lot of times. And I would have like between three to five meetings per day of brokers coming in that yeah. I was showing samples of. Um, and I would smoke a blunt. It was customary that like if you came into my house and we were doing business, we would smoke weed together. Like have that to, would have yeah. to do that. And if like you were not doing it, there'd need to be a damn good reason why. Um, yeah, that's like the whole like, conversation. Like, yeah. you're fucking at dinner and I fucking need a goddamn American steak. What's going on? Yeah, yep. So, I mean, well, vegans out there. You know, maybe have that. I'm okay with them. I'll have an Impossible yeah. Burger. Uh -huh. yeah. I'll have, I've actually, I actually did try an Impossible Burger from Burger King. I'm the weird guy that bad. has the egg bites and the Impossible Burger. <laughs> <laughs> I like I'm like, I want to go vegan and sure. just have meat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, having that option, I was vegan for a long time. I was probably vegan for like two, three years, which is yeah. a long time for me. I mean, you know, how I mean, was it? Uh, in the beginning, it was really rough. Yeah. I obviously missed sushi and like normal things that you would pick up, like a hamburger or something like that. But having the Impossible Burger, it, it still gave you that that feel of eating normal burger, you know. Yeah. 
And two years of that, dude, yeah. it, it was it was wanted, you know. Yeah. It's kind of like that epinephrine song, like wake me yeah. up inside when you yeah. when you finally eat that meat. It's like, oh my god, oh my god it tastes so good. Yeah. <laughs> I probably broke vegan like two years ago. So I mean, yeah. like with that, absolutely ate a burger. Definitely went and got some uh, Five Guys for sure. Definitely have to get that meat from Five Guys. Fire. So good. Fire. <laughs> I, I, that makes me want in and out so bad. Yeah, I mean, we're not high and hungry or nothing, guys. I need in and out. <laughs> <laughs> this is California. This is an in and out state, okay? Oh, no. we, we love our in and out. Oh, yeah. It's, oh, it's I, crazy. You guys I, will fight for in and out. I didn't grow up in in and out. Me neither. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I, I grew up on the East Coast. Oh, okay. East Coast. All right. I went to college too. Yeah. yeah. So I was born in Jersey and raised down in Florida. Okay. So nice. I grew up going to Florida, you know, schools, high school, everything else. And yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. My parents are from Basque Ridge area. Uh, so like Morristown, uh, New Jersey. But where are you from in New Jersey? Uh, Jersey City and then New York. And then my okay. brother right now lives in Patterson. And, uh, <coughs> you know, my family grew up, you know, going to Burger Line, had a re- my dad had a restaurant there and everything, so. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah it's, uh, the, the cannabis market out there is starting to kick off. I've got a buddy of mine that's, like, uh, getting a, 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 cult, a, a uh, retail license that's, like, five miles away from Atlantic City, like, on the boardwalk. Oh, nice. So, that's, yeah, that's that was for sure. Yeah. yeah, dude, yeah. having one of those, that would be clutch in the summertime. Like, you already know everybody, come on, you got, like, three states right there. Yeah, for me, nothing would really be different because back in the day I walked around smoking weed like on the street anyways and this was just like people would be like you're gonna get arrested I'm just oh, like man. what it's like well this is after like I moved from the east coast out to California then got used to smoking weed everywhere and then when I go back for vacation went back home I just started smoking weed everywhere and they're like you can't do that, Scott. Put that away. You're going to get arrested. What am I going to say? I'm like, what? It's like, it's weed. Come on. If anybody says anything, like, it's hemp. Like, yeah. wait, test it. Like, it's hemp. Fine, I'll put it out. It's just hemp. I'll just go to the store. Or no, they were, they were petty back east, man. I got arrested for a gram. Yeah. One yeah. gram. Yeah, I've got uh, my record. I got some stuff on my record. I'm <laughs> from the east coast. Yeah. I, they were just like, not, not that that's bad. That's drunk. You know? Well... I mean, when I was growing weed back in Vermont, New Hampshire, in New Hampshire, every plant was a felony. Um, yeah. And that was, shit, man. That allegedly. Had, allegedly. Allegedly, yeah. I was uh, <laughs> cultivating uh, something. Um, but, I mean, all the charges were dropped. I mean, they showed up at my house, and, like, there was a tent. There was nutrients. There was fertilizers. There was lights. Uh, but there was no plant matter. Like, there was some trim and some, like, uh, stuff that I that was allegedly made to use, like, for bubble ash. But it was just, like waste material um so they were when i showed up at my house the police were in my house um and my landlord was there and i walk in i'm looking around and all these people the police officers are walking around with masks and i just raised whistle and i raised my hand and i'm like you guys have 30 seconds to provide me with a warrant or all of you are trespassing and all of them stop, look over at me, and the one guy comes up, he's like, he gave us permission. I'm like, he's my landlord, he needs to give me 24 hours per notice that he's gonna be here, and he didn't. He's here illegally, meaning all of you are here legally. Give me a fucking warrant right now or get the hell out of my house. Um, oh, and then the, conversa- yeah, then the conversation changed to, tell us what we wanna know. And I'm like, I'm not telling you shit. I was like, you want me to tell you that I'm growing tomato plants? Like, I was growing tomato plants. Like, what do you got? Um, so they eventually brought me back. Like, they, they gave me back all my guns, and they dropped all the charges and released me. So, But, yeah, it was, uh, I, that was back when, like, I was on the East Coast. And that was my first close call. And I was like, yeah, the juices are worth the squeeze. I'm going to move to Humble. I 
moved out to Humboldt, and Humboldt was like, you're home, and they like, hugged me, and like, just because with my sales, like I've been doing sales for the majority of my life, but also I've been, I had a love of this plant since I was like 14 years old, that was the first time I started growing the weed, my dad was the mayor for the town, he was a nuclear engineer, and a lieutenant in the fire department, and it's like, it, my mom started helping me grow the weed, she didn't know what it was. Oh, yeah, and like I went on vacation to Arizona for a month, so that plant just like blew up. And my mom was like, "Are you growing weed?" I'm like, "Nah, nah, that was a seed in the garden shed that I found when I planted." Um, then uh, she was like, "Oh, okay, well it started to die, so I took it outside and watered it for you." I'm like, "Thanks, mom." It's like, "Wow, wow, clutch." So yeah, but when I came home from vacation, like I came inside the house, and my dad was sitting on the uh, dining room table, and the plant was sitting next to the next to me. He's like, "Sit down." Like, oh, fuck, I'm <laughs> Yeah, I was like, oh, I was grounded for a year, but he would never let me drive his cars because he would go into the nuclear power plant and he would have to go through a checkpoint every yeah, day. Yeah, so he never would want to risk that, having me forget like some weed in the car and then him get popped for the charges. So, like, you know, I never drove his car. I would always drive my mom's car. Just made sure I was. Were you folks like okay with consumption at a young age or? No. 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 Bad, no. bad, bad. I mean, like, I say, uh, my dad was uh, former military, um, oh, so very that. militant. He was the eldest out of like seven uh, brothers and sisters. So um, he he definitely like was raised. I uh, was raised with like an iron fist. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's he gave me a tremendous work ethic. The work ethic, um, and like with him, I mean, he was a. A way overachiever, um, but also and just an amazing man. Um, he was a deacon at our church, uh, lieutenant of the fire department. Um, like I said, he was the you know the, he was the chairman for the select board. So like he got to you know r help out the town with everything. But this is a town with the, where there's more cows than people in Vernon, Vermont. Um, there, there's more cows than people, and there was a nuclear power plant. Go for it. Um, so it was well, a very. It makes sense why it's there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there, the elementary school is right across the street. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that layout. No, I mean, we would always joke, and people would be like, oh, do you glow green? And it's like, come take you know, and like my dad brought home a Geiger counter, like tested out the microwave like radiation, and he gets more radiation from the microwave in one time of use than like the entire year at the power plant. Um, oh wow! But so getting back to weed, like I would show up at home and I would be so high, like so like squid eye. and like I would forget my keys and have to knock on the door, and my dad would wake up and he'd come down and just like, I know what you're doing. <laughs> no, no, Dad, no, 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 no. He's like, just go to sleep. <laughs> so, but when like he never let me do it, it was always negative, negative. Don't do it, don't do it. Yeah. Um, and then when I moved out of California and I started my two fifteen uh, collective. Um, I went and hired up a lawyer and like uh, this consultant and spent a ton of money to make sure I was legal and I was going out to all these events where I was signing up patients to my collective to be able to transport on their behalf and like 
do everything and all the steps and all the legwork that you need to do to be, you know, to be as legal as you can be in the state of California through following these Prop 215 collective laws um, and the regulations. But those regulations just give you a defense. It doesn't make what you're doing legal. Um, and I was driving through Tehama County with 1,500 pounds of trim. Um, I was doing a lot of trim distribution to many manufacturers, and I had like over 2,000 patients to my collective that I could be able to possess two pounds of weed on their behalf to be able to transport and have a reason to possess that much material when traveling throughout the state. Um, and I was traveling through a red county that did not observe those regulations that I did not know about, and I got profiled and pulled over um, and had uh, three felony charges. And like, my dad was so supportive of me, and he told all of his friends and lawyers and judges and everybody, I'm just like, this is what my son is doing, and that happened. And like, calling him up and telling him about it, and he. Uh, he actually thought it was a con at first. He was like, no, nah, he's legal. You're just trying to extort money from me. Click. Oh, man. <laughs> like, oh, God bless my dad. So bad. Yeah, yeah. So, like, my girlfriend and the bail bond's been calling back up, and they get me out of three-way. And I'm like, Dad, it is real. Like, I love you. <laughs> and uh, he, he, he bailed me out, and it was just like, he was so, he, the first response was he was so angry at the state. And that was happening to me. And he's like, you need to get a lawyer and sue them. I'm like, Dad, I love you, but I just need to like get out and like figure this stuff out. Um, and then the week after the Prop 64, or two weeks after I was pulled over and arrested and charged and released and everything, and I went to my house, raided my house, took all, it was a full asset forfeiture. Um, oh, and um, when uh, we went over to, um, uh, yeah, so when I was released two weeks after the Prop 64 vote happened, I was at Spark in San Francisco with my girlfriend at the time, and I got into San Francisco Weekly Magazine or some magazine down there, like celebrating. And like I was against Prop 215, so when, Pro, or, or, I'm sorry, I was uh, against Prop 64. Um, just because of the complexities of it and what it was, what it was gonna do for the smaller cultivator. And um, when it passed, um, it was very complex, emotion, mixed emotions, because I was, one, all my felonies dropped to misdemeanors. Um, so that was like, oh my God, okay. that, that was, that's, oh my God, this, I could, you know, that potentially not have this completely impact the rest of my life yeah. uh, for something, for a plant that I love so much. Um, and then, and also it was just like, oh, I'm like, all right, like, great. Like this. Like my charges are dropped, but oh, this is, we'll see what happens. Um, and it definitely has com complications, but you know, right now is kind of an exciting place, to, a time to be in the market and the industry. But it was amazing to have the support of my father uh, through that time. Um, but yeah, it's uh, I've gone through some crazy shit, and then going from that to a year later, I get hired by Sisu Extracts, mm -hmm. which is, became one of the largest distributors and manufacturers of distillate in the state. We did 9.5 million grams of distillate in one year, which is wow. enough to get every American, like legal consuming American high at least five times. Yeah. So I can like definitively say that like with me being on the procurement team on that team and the amount of biomass that I did, which was around like 170,000 pounds in one year procured for that company that was Jeez. all licensed and legal in California with all licensed, everything was compliant with our sales and everything. Um, and being able to do that, um, it, we built up the company to uh, where we sold it to Jay-Z and the Parrot Company for $100 million. And it was like one of the largest cannabis SPACs in history. Um, so it's incredible that it's, it has been a wave of emotions um, to yeah. go through all those crazy experiences, but also it's like, 
I don't know what else I've been doing. I've been doing this since I was a kid. Like, yeah, I yeah. love this plant. It's <laughs> like, I enjoy this, like, just the conversation about it, even though yeah. talking about some shitty shit that happened in my life. But it's also like, we're hanging out in a dope studio right now, talking yeah. about a gift box with some badass bombs that you're sending out to people on a monthly basis. Yeah. And, you know, like, next month I get to travel to Thailand and hang out with a buddy of mine that's uh, managing a large indoor cultivation over there and getting to go to uh, the Rolling Loud Music Festival. Like, life yes. is awesome. Life like, is it is great. great. You know, it's, Absolutely. you know. I heard it's popping over in Thailand right now. Yeah. It is. Um, I think that the it, the market is huge, but <coughs> excuse me, the market is not is just geared toward the the tourism market right now. Totally. Grams are like thirty dollars per gram, um, so it's not really geared toward the local uh, locals there. <coughs> um, so there are some organizations from what I've heard that are over there. Um, that are uh, that are Chinese groups that are going to be setting up like thousand light grows, um, and they're going to be bottoming out the market. Um, so right now the price per pound is like you know whether two thousand three thousand dollars per pound out there, um, but on the bulk market. But once that those large grows happen, the cost of labor and the cost of electricity is so cheap, and the regulatory cost is so cheap that people are going to be able to grow wheat for a lot less expensive in Thailand than in California than in the United States. So okay. they're just going to be able to grow it over there. Um, they have had their challenges where the, when they first legalized, they gave out clones to everybody around the country. And it was like, well, it's a really humid climate out there, guys. You know, there's, there's certain mold issues with cannabis. And, and then they started looking at indoor and, uh, greenhouse grows that are over there. But I guess, you know, with something like that, you know, importing and exporting, like what's what's the stress on that? No, well, that right now, it's anytime that there's a new emerging market is that there's a new consumer base that wants that product, and yeah. they're going to want to get it however way possible. And there's not the systems in place within the, the country to be able to have a supply chain to immediately turn on the products. Because if you're talking distillate, it takes about a month to be able to get the material from trim to distillate, from distillate then into a packaged product, and it's about a month after that, and then it's maybe a month after that to like getting it out. So it's almost like, you know, uh, 60 to 90 days before product is like manufactured, like the starting of the manufacturing process to when it gets on the retail shelves. Um, and it's, it's, uh, if you're like with being over and like having the spots that's in Thailand, that you're able to grow weed for a lot less expensive. There's people that are finding ways to be able to import it over into Thailand uh, from different parts around the world. Um, that process is probably going to stop at some point because they're going to be able to grow for less weed over there. It's more of a genetics play where if you can be able to get your genetics over there and you're able to grow it indoor, you can be able to set the settings very similar to how you're growing it in California and be able to have the exact same quality material to the consumer base out there. So if you are a tourist and you're traveling from Idaho um, or wherever it might be Michigan you're used to smoking cookies you can be able to go out into Thailand and uh, cook and be able to get the same product out in Thailand and have the same cookies product out there uh, that you're normally used to growing and that's, that's the, kind of the goal or what you know all the alcohol companies are trying to you know, are, are trying to do maybe I'll just say all of them but uh, yeah. a lot of the alcohol companies are 
looking at regionalized manufacturing, how do you stabilize that? And like, well, that's what Coca-Cola does. Yeah, absolutely. Like Budweiser, they used distilled water and added like salts and minerals to be able to make their flavor profile for the water when they're growing it. So it's like, you know, being able, because water tastes differently throughout, you know, the globe. But you're talking about terroirs and whatnot, um, and like the name of certain appellations and everything. Like Sierra Nevada beer is brewed in Montana. It's not grow like brewed in I don't want to go and have false information, but from what I've been told is like like um, that's where it started, but they're also doing a lot of their manufacturing and brewing in Montana. Um, so it's that's like crazy. you know, if there's the uh, the conversation of like Emerald Triangle, Humble, Trinity, Mendocino, and using those appellations and those terroirs for those brands, like going out there, there needs to be certain protections that looks like it's being either cultivated or manufactured somehow within that appellation of why there's that importance. You can look at Vermont as doing a protection and how they've protected the name of Vermont and their uh, sales and marketing for companies in Vermont is that through the Department of Tourism, if you start a business, you have you can be able to, through the Department of Tourism, well, this is how it looked like 15 years ago, it may have changed. But you would uh, register with your business with the Department of Tourism, they would give you that maple leaf sticker that you could be able to add onto your um, uh, to your products. Um, if you use that maple leaf and made in Vermont, it was a, like, I believe it was a felony and like Vermont would come after you um, and like, like the state would come after you for using that stamp. It wouldn't be like, oh, you're using like Vermont on there and like an individual would go after you. The state would come after you and be like, you cannot use that. That's why Vermont Castings, when they moved out to uh, Ohio, I believe, they were still using Vermont Castings. They had to relocate their company back to Vermont because they wanted to use their name. So, wow. so um, there's ways of being able to protect it and like forcing companies to do that, but that's also like, Vermont has not been known to be very pro-business and it's whether if your state wants to be pro-business and attract business to generate revenue for your state or if it wants to attract it. Um, it depends on what the, the overall consensus of the people that are living there. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, so. States make it easier for people. It's coming. It has to. I mean, I think this is like where <laughs> the trend is fucking it's going. Pretty, pretty much it's all there. legal, yeah. yeah. I mean, the CBD space is kind of a joke. I, I mean, I should I say like it's a joke. That's, that's rude. It's it's so loose interpretation of what the hemp bill means and there's so many people that are in groups that are looking at the hemp bill and looking at thca oh right as passing as a, a proof to sell through the hemp bill right well thca is the acidic compound of delta nine right so all you have to do is add heat to it to make it delta nine so essentially you take that THCA product, you spark it, and you smoke it, and it turns you into Delta 9 and gets you stoned. But people are interpreting that you can be able to sell that Delta 9 product on the shelves next to cigarettes and next to your, you know, bongs mm. and cigarette house. So, smoking so basically they're using the hemp bill to circumvent say, hey, this can be shipped and moved around, but between those three seconds that it's being burned, or one second it's being burned and lit up, it From is now THC. The glass to your lips, <laughs> right? That's it. The, that timeline that that is the time that it takes. So it's like, and there's large legal firms that are willing to protect these organizations um, to stay in business. Um, and also, out. like, and if they get shut down in one spot, then they just pop up at another spot, you know? So it's, uh, 
there's a lot of different groups that are out there. Um, I know that some states are starting to combat it and um, you know put things in place to like help different people because like kids are getting it and they're getting stoned. Like what that happened in Van Nuys like a couple months ago. Some kids brought in a bunch of edibles and ate a bunch of edibles and got super stoned. <laughs> That's just so cute. It's like, but like it's unfortunate you got stoned so young. But has anybody died from weed? Nah, not to my knowledge. Mm. I don't. I don't. It's like, okay, like how many kids have you know drank a beer at New Year's when their parents weren't watching, you know, and grabbed their beer with their friends when they were young? Bro. I mean, I was. You know, super that's how young I got my first beer. I grew up making drinks for my dad. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I'm not the only. I'm not the no, only. Absolutely. Son. That's why your forearms are so strong. Yeah. You're the shaker. You're the shaker. <laughs> Here you go, Dad. I'm making it for you. Yeah. Interesting enough, when we had our restaurant, I did learn how to how to shake and mix drinks because we had to. That was my shake weight. <laughs> <laughs> That's the original shake weight. The original yeah. shake weight. Yeah. Rum and coke and uh, four four little four things of ice, half a lime. Makes me want to uh, dance. It sounds like a maraca. It's, it's, well, no. Here's the thing. So back then, uh, whenever my family so. would go to. Uh, whenever we travel and go on vacation, we go to Dominican Republic. Because I'm Dominican Cuban, so we oh, nice. fly over to DR. And my dad, you know, this is when I realized, like, how, like, like, basically we were filling my suitcase up with Dominican rum that you can't fucking bring to the States. <laughs> you like, were a mule? Yes, I was a mule. As Fuck a yeah, dude! I didn't put you what I was doing. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. Tell me. So, <laughs> That's what I was doing, boys. Like, literally, so, like, fill up the suitcase with Dominican rum, come back, and, like, my dad was selling the rum to fucking neighbors and, like, other people. Like, he was literally just flipping the rum. I was like, what the fuck are we doing? Like, well, Shout out to Pops. That's yeah. dope. <laughs> yeah. No, my whole neighborhood, literally growing up, everyone's... Con, like done something illegal in there. <laughs> I don't fucking understand it. But like we're so it's in Florida, like we're in Kissimmee. So like little Puerto Rico's next to us, we're like little everything's there. Yeah. And Lily, my neighbor at the end of the street, um, FBI came through to his place because this motherfucker was burning DVDs. Uh, music uh, not on DVDs, he was burning uh, music songs. So like famous, uh. you know, Latin artists, American artists, whatever, he was just burning DVDs and selling DVDs and music. Yeah. FBI came through, busted the whole thing down. Like, they built a big fucking house. <laughs> yeah, they had a pretty nice fucking house. All right, they had, they, had, they had a house on the street with a pool, little fancy net. Well, houses in Florida, like, we had about, like, uh, it was about half an acre mm-hmm. for our lot, so this was really nice. <coughs> Neighbor across the street, <coughs> truckload of cocaina. <sighs> yeah. Man. I hope like, I'm like, Jesus, what the fuck was everybody doing in Cocaina. Cocaina. <laughs> real, real, the funny part is we're Dominican, so it's like it makes no sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's uh, being uh, grown up in Vermont. There, there was no access to it over there, but no, the, the California is a different story. Yeah. Oh man, I think the West Coast. Period. Did you hear about the company in Canada that's not able to manufacture cocaine? Dude, what? Dude, Dude, I saw that. I saw it. What, it's like, a cannabis company that's able to manufacture cocaine. Yeah. And distribute it? Yeah. But I mean, well, I, I guess in the age of fentanyl, I mean, if you are going to do want to do cocaine, I mean, I guess it's be better to, to buy it from someplace that you know it's going to be clean or provide yeah. tests for it's, something. Well, for here's the thing. It's, it's, uh, it's an interesting concept. We know the demand for coke is there. Yeah. The government knows sure. that. All governments know that. It's, mm-hmm. it's been there. All they're profiting off of it. <laughs> they were at one point, yeah, hundred yeah. percent. You know, 
ponchos. You know, we all know. We all see snowfall. <laughs> but uh, it's it's interesting aspect if you think about it. Like, okay, cool. So you have coke, you have shrooms, you have all these illegal substances, right? All the government's really going to do over time is like, okay, let let a few companies start manufacturing these products, make it clean for our people. Like, they don't care at this point. I mean, they really don't. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Well, it's, I think there was um, Governor Newsom. Um, I saw an uh, interview with him that was saying, like, it, it's like people need to self medicate. Like, life is hard. People need to yeah. kind of get, you know, being able to disassociate. Um, I, you know, with this whole COVID thing, I was on the way over here and I was thinking about just um, how I was having a conversation with someone about um, just the conversation techniques and like social isms that are with people nowadays and like within society um, and looking back at when I was growing up in Vermont um, there was a thing called cabin fever and cabin fevers yeah. during the snow times when you would get trapped inside and isolated so much is that you just go start going like stir crazy and like you lose like you lose lights in here if they're cabin fever with something else yeah well I mean it's like <laughs> <laughs> you know it's like cabin fever is something that's real it's, it, but I think it's like when isolating is that you start to become <laughs> like the god of your universe yeah. um, and I also see a lot of similarities with the cannabis like the old school black market cannabis community up in up in NorCal, um, where people would be isolated up on the hill for months at a time. They would have their workers that were uh, subordinates to them that they could command and tell whatever they wanted to do, and they were the god of their universe. And at times, if there was a, a complication and somebody needed to disappear, then hill justice was a true thing. I'm sure that we all seen, or have you guys seen uh, the uh, Murder Mountain on Netflix? No, no, oh. I have to now. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's that's. Don't look at that as all of Humboldt. Um, that is a very unique, specific area of Humboldt. There's some beautiful, amazing, very loving, kind people that are up in Humboldt. So don't have that very specific story. Why does it feel like Ozark vibes right now? Uh, it's kind of worse. It's a story about uh, individuals. Uh, there was a, a young man from San Diego who relocated up into uh, Northern California to work on a cannabis farm. This was back in the 215 days. Um, he disappeared. Um, the police, his family put out a missing persons report. They were searching for him. They could not find him. Um, the community was being interviewed by the police, um, and they knew that this that he was a missing persons. Um, but there was no justice. There was word, like, on the street that there was a certain individual that had uh, murdered this young man. Um, and the group of individuals determined upon themselves to take uh, justice for it. Um, so they edit, uh, they went to this gentleman, um, they confronted him, um, they assaulted the gentleman um, and shot him, um, and he confessed of where the body was buried uh, of this young gentleman. Um, so they called the police, told them where the body was buried, uh, took the young man to the hospital and dropped him off. The young man was uh, released after interviewing with the police um, and released, but it's a very complex story. Um, where many of these men that did the vigilante justice um, and like which 
like there was justice. They found the boy, his family got resolution, they got peace as far as where their son was. Um, but this person was out on the loose. Um, so they, uh, the police released him and the person tipped out. Um, but they, uh, it's a very interesting story that these eight gentlemen um, ended up, or a lot of them ended up dead and being killed. Um, in some really crazy extreme ways uh, from up in Humboldt. Um, and there's some people that are up there that like, I know a couple of the people that are in that story. And it's like, the, there's some of those people that were very nice before they started smoking meth, you know, and started doing really hardcore drugs. But like when you're isolating yourself and being up on the hill is that you are the God of your universe. And getting back to that whole conversation about, you know, mental health right now, um, it's there's, you're, you're God of your universe. And when you get back into social dynamics, you lose that humility um, and like normal social behaviors and dynamics. And I think that that happened a lot with COVID is that people were isolated um, and that they're now, people are being more social and the people are losing one of their patients, they're losing their humility. Um, and you know, I think that a lot of times the people are coping with that by just their awkwardness or their anxiety because of they've been isolated for so long and now being around people when they've been trapped in their world and in their head for so long. Um, and everyone on the planet has experienced loss of some type because of COVID. Whether it was a family member that has died, whether it was a job, whether it's, you know, you weren't able to work at home, you weren't able to graduate and like walk with your class or go to your prom. So whatever it might have been, everybody experienced loss. Um, and I really hope that there are the services that are out there to be able to help people, to be able to cope and learn on like how to reemerge back into society. And when people are reemerging back into society, it's understanding that like, this is a really weird, uncomfortable and like awkward time for a whole lot of people just because we are coming back from isolation and where we have been the gods of kind of our universe for such a long period of time. And now that we're out there, um, it's just realizing that we're all in this together. Um, and I hope that there's a lot more services that are out there that are provided for people to be able to get help um, throughout this crazy time. Cause like looking at what's happening out there in the news with just the violent crimes that are happening and whatnot, um, I mean, you can be getting fixated on it if you keep looking at the news. Um, and there's some really amazing things that are happening out there. Um, but also I hope that, that, you know, people, and I think it's good to be able to have a conversation that people feel free to be able to have that conversation about like, you know, their own mental health and like where they can be able to go and try to be able to, you know, whether they're seeking professional help or at least being able to just like talk to people, you know, that are understanding of what I mean, like sympathetic. Yeah, yeah, and understanding like, yeah, this like, you know, it's, that's a normal feeling when like going back into public and maybe there's some people that are, you know, medicating more heavily now in other ways just to be able to cope with For that sure. when like being out in public um, and whether that be drugs or alcohol um, and it's like whether we support people on their medicating um, to be able to disassociate from the reality or to be able to identify why they're wanting to be able to do it and also using like if they are wanting to do so certain substances moderation is key and also like what substances that you're using i'm a very big advocate for cannabis whatever it might be you know whatever you're consuming thcv for anxiety or um you know uh, for ptsd or depression there's like many different cannabinoids that have so many different 
benefits to your to the human body. And we haven't even really gotten, we haven't unpeeled all the layers of this onion that is cannabis. Mm -hmm. um, and that's why it's like right now is pretty exciting because there's some uh, new developments with certain things um, that it's, I'm excited to see what the future of cannabis has to hold. So, us too, man. Yeah, us yeah. too. There's a lot we got, you know, and also excited to see what other kind of products that you guys have in your boxes. Oh man, I mean, it, yeah. See, like, we're kind of, like, on the other spectrum of the cannabis world still, right? But, like, at a time, they're still similar to paraphernalia of what everyone's been going through, you know? Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, I mean, nowadays, it's just so accessible and easy to get everything, you know? Yeah, you know, everything suits you. That's what's yeah. one thing that's nice about living down in L.A. is that, like, I get everything yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, being in Vegas, <laughs> everything is 24 hours, too. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah, that is nice. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you know, there's sometimes where I just want to go out and like, do a lot more. Hey, I mean, that's when we go out. That's when it starts. That's what the witching <laughs> hour is in LA. That's like when you really, it's like, you got to be on point. If oh, you're yeah. out at that time of night, like, you just get from point A to point B. You don't really stop anywhere. No. Um, I don't stop yeah, anywhere. I mean, I used to live out here in like 2010. I lived in downtown LA for a long time. And yeah. now when I go went back, it's totally fucking different. Yeah. Well, as being a Frenchie owner, and I like to travel with my <laughs> Frenchie, um, with my three Frenchies, is that um, I see at least three thefts of Frenchies uh, throughout LA every week. Uh, it's crazy. Um, even Lady Gaga's dog walker got shot. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, and they didn't even know that was Lady Gaga's dog. They just saw a Frenchie and wanted to steal it, and they shot the dog walker, the poor lady. Jesus. You know, the poor person. I, don't know she, I think it was a woman. Well, regardless, but, uh, just for the dog. regardless, but just for the dog. I mean, it's crazy. And now that they're rated, the Frenchies are rated the number one breed in America right now. So it's only going to increase their demand. Um, and like being a Frenchie lover, like that's a whole other conversation. We'll get into everything a whole other show to be able to talk about. But we should do a Frenchie show. Yeah. Oh, I'm looking at doing a Frenchie show. If anybody is interested in doing a Frenchie show, I've got a spot with a venue that like we could just rent out for a couple hours. Um, but I'm thinking of really, <laughs> let's just, do it. I want to do a cannabis, oh like either Frenchie or small dog, like under 25 pounds. I don't want to have large dogs and small dogs mixed together, but you know, if you've got a pom-pom or... This lines up my next question. My next big question. I yeah, right. <laughs> what are your thoughts on consumption lounges? Oh, I'm down. No, like yeah. with, with what's going on, like how they're processing them, like being able to do it. Like I want a consumption lounge kind of dog. A little dog next to me. Like, you wouldn't be able to bring your dog into the dog large? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but in the dog part, you know, like, I just smoke them in. I bring up my puff cup for hours. Like, I bring up a proxy, like, what about the dog part and start smoking weed? You know, I ran into someone I totally fanboyed out yesterday. I met um, uh, Durian uh, from the. Uh, the actor that played uh, Stitch from Basketball, and he was also in um, Cannibal the Musical and a couple other things from the writers of South Park. Yeah. And I saw him at the dog park. My dog ran up to him and jumped at him on him, and like started loving on him. And I'm just like, oh, sorry, man. Like, and I looked at him. He's like, hey, no, it's no problem. And I heard the voice, and I'm like, oh my god, it's a little bitch. <laughs> you know, that's what his character name I'm just like oh my god I'm like excuse me sir like I introduce myself and my, my dog really likes you and I also really like you I, I just I almost pissed myself from 
watching it. was fun. I like living out here. It's a lot different. You get everything delivered to you, and I, you get to meet random people. Fabio was in front of me at the grocery store the other day. And I was like, this man is hot. Like, this is a handsome gentleman. I'm like, I'm hetero, but like, he's a really <laughs> handsome man. Like, handsome can see handsome, like, respect. And like, I was like, how do I know that guy? And the woman walked up to him and was like, hey, Fabio, how you doing? And I'm just like, Oh, that's why. I'm like, yeah. all right, nice dude. Very nice gentleman. He treated the staff there like extremely nice. So, but yeah. So, well, are we? Uh, how's everything going today? We're. Uh, what do you think guys got planned for the rest of the day? Yeah, I think we got. Um, we're hanging at Fleets and Fees House in LA. They're doing a yoga event today with cannabis. Mm -hmm. What? So we're actually gonna go over there to drop off some cherry boxes. That sounds like a lot of fun. <laughs> I want to go. Yeah. You should come with us if you want. Yeah, man, come by. And I, drop I off might some do that. Flowers. I gotta have one meeting first, but yeah, that might that might be the thing to do. Yeah. I, I'm very. I like to be flexible. <laughs> I got my Lululemon zone. Uh -huh. It's got the gusset. It's really good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, guys, this is it, man. This is the first podcast. Well, thanks for having me on, thanks guys. I'm, I'm very honored and privileged to pop your cherry here on the show. Appreciate you know, it. The, the box is awesome. I'm loving it. and it's uh, You can be able to expand so much on this, guys. Well, everyone it's, should just wait and see for the rest awesome. of the year. April's coming around the corner. The 420 piece is super dope this year. Yeah, awesome. Awesome. Check it out. We have to send you some boxes, man. Yeah, please send me a box. I yeah. Love, yes. I, I like this. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. Awesome. Oh, yeah. Have a good day. Thank you. Yeah, appreciate it. Take care. Listening to Hayes Radio Network, Cannabis Lifestyle Radio.
You're listening to Hayes Radio Network, Cannabis Lifestyle Radio.